welcome to TOFOP, episode something or another. I'm Charlie Clawson. We've done enough that we can't remember what episode it is. No, that's it. We actually almost had a sponsor for the show. What? Not like a a financial sponsor, but the guy who sells me weed. Um, (laughs) He also imports these like Japanese watches, like fancy digital watches. Mm. And he was saying... um, He's saying, oh, I don't really know how to get the word out there. And I was like, well, you know, I did this podcast with Will Anderson. Maybe yeah. you should get a couple on his wrist. Maybe he'll get photographed. It could yeah. be a good promotion. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And he's going, oh, man, I'll, I'll just, I'll give you like a, a discount on the weed for that if you want. <laughs> so we're being brought to you today by THC. Oh, oh, oh. oh discount weed. Yeah. That'd be good. Medicinal marijuana, we should point out. It's yeah, that's right. Exactly. Purely for medical point. Purposes. I've had the flu for the past four days, so yeah. apparently that's a... That's you a went good... to the doctor and you said, doctor, I need your help. I'm not enjoying Nintendo anywhere as much as I used to. Do you have something you can give me? Don't you hate that when you watch a film stoned and then like you'll rave about it to your friends and then you'll watch it again with them like Daredevil when that film came out I was really stoned when I saw it and I thought this is amazing exactly like the comic book and I was in Adelaide and I rounded up a whole bunch of friends to go see it and at the end they were just like staring at me like what were you thinking yeah well but you know that's look that's a bad advertisement for that film but it's a good advertisement for weed <laughs> you know that's what I think of people about all the time about like with food when people say to me, they go, oh, I had this meal at this restaurant and it was so good, it was the best thing I ever tasted. And I went, well, I'm like, well, yeah, but you can go back and have that again. And if you're stoned, it would taste even better. <laughs> yeah, totally. Why wouldn't you try like that? Like, if you like food, why wouldn't you try to eat it with some... Like, if you could go into a restaurant and they said, oh, um, you know, for $5 extra, we've got this magic like ointment that we put on the food and it'll make it t- taste 30% more, more tasty. <laughs> you would go, oh yeah, I'll pay the extra five bucks for that. It's got MSG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. THC or MSG. MSG, yeah. some sort of abbreviation. Do you have something with an abbreviation you can put in this food to make it more delicious, please? <laughs> Um, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? I always think that. I always think that when I went skydiving, my first thought was, how good would this be if you were stoned? I don't think it would be. Skydiving? No. Going through the clouds and stuff? Not, no, I no, no, because I mean, I, I, I like... I wouldn't I, want the other person to I'm not me. like the guy who gets... When I get stoned, I don't get that kind of like, hey man, like, we're all friends, it's like that. I get, it actually has the opposite effect, a bit like someone with ADHD. No, no. <laughs> You know how they, they Charlie they, has a joint and goes and bashes people. Well, don't they? For people with ADHD, they prescribe the equivalent of speed, don't they? And that's meant to kind of level them out. Is that right? Well, that's what I. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I guess Ritalin and stuff yeah. is like kitty toddler speed. And if you have ADHD, you're not meant to smoke weed because right. it actually has a hyperactive effect. So I think I'm sort of thought. Of, I mean, I've never been diagnosed as ADHD. Right. But well, you're pretty sure. Well, I have been... If you could have a guess at it. I have been listening back to the podcast, and this is really bad for, you know, trying to just sort of be focused on performance, because I hear myself talk, and I'm like, shut shut up, slow down, shut up, and stop changing topics so often. I've heard myself at least three times on this podcast make a statement, disagree with the statement, then agree with it, and then ask you your opinion, and then answer for you before you even get the answer out. <laughs> well, that's a... All right, saves me time. I can just kick back. Yeah, right. you can you can like you know do a podcast with yourself, like Kevin Rudd. Are we doing a podcast? Yes, we are. That's what you can do. It's almost like Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn on on speed is what I sound like sometimes. Like, but Vince Vaughn has that kind of charming patter yeah. about the way he speaks quickly. I talk quickly, and it's like just what? Are you even speaking English anymore? Sh- shut up. Yeah, right. No, not you, for me. You've never noticed that? No, I mean, well, you're kind of like weird and annoying at the best of times. So I don't, I just all roll it into one. I don't expect that it's, uh, I've never probably seen you like really stoned, like when I wasn't. Yeah, right. So, so my, it's hard to differentiate. But yeah. I definitely wouldn't go skydiving. I, I mean, I would never get there. Like I would have to have the joint, like as we were going up in the plane. You'd be uh, like, you're not talking solo either. You're talking like Ben. St- you wouldn't be. You could definitely. Oh no, I couldn't solo. do it myself. I'd forget. Oh, <laughs> I'd be making shapes. I'd be falling through the clouds, like making them into shapes, imaginary shapes, and then I would hit the ground. And be like, oh, that's right. I was meant to pull the cords. You'd be distracted by. That's a cow in a paddock. How many cow? No, it's oh. one. Not oh, a horse. It's a horse. Oh, yeah. And then forget to pull the rip. Yeah, I wonder if you can milk a horse. <laughs> That's what I, that's honestly what I'd be like, oh, look, a cow. Oh, no, it's a horse. There's a horse that looks like a cow. I wonder if you could breed a cow and a horse, and then you could have, like, a really fast cow that, like, made, like, bang! <laughs> and I was dead. Molly, Molly Meldrum told me a story once um, that he's a big Melbourne Storm fan, I think, yeah. number one ticket holder or yeah. something. And at the launch of their season one year, they had planned to have this skydiving team, like, dive into wherever the home ground is. It was Olympic Park or something in yeah. Melbourne. And they said to Molly, would you want to be part of it if we, like, send you up with the guys? And Molly was like, yeah, sure, absolutely, no problem. How did so, he keep his hat on? 
Uh, it would have had one of the helmets or something. Uh, over the top of the helmet? I'm not sure. We didn't get, okay. to, we didn't get that right. far of the story. But he was saying that um, three days out... Yeah, you didn't get that far in. That would be my first question. Oh, really? Like if he said, I'm going skydiving, I'd be like, what about the hat? <laughs> How are you keeping the hat on? That would be the first thing I thought about. You didn't think about that at all? No, I, I didn't. Th- Actually, you're right. Because when I visualised it, I imagine the hat just stays on. But, yeah. I, but it never comes off anyway. So I, it, but I'm it's, sure it comes off at home. Yeah, I Like, guess. I'm sure Molly, when he has a shower and stuff, he takes the hat off. It's a bit like Judge Dredd. I just assume that, like, it's always on. <laughs> okay. But he was saying that they called him about three days out and they said, um, look, just uh, before you jump, you want to sort of make sure you drink plenty of fluids mm-hmm. and eat a good meal and stuff because mm-hmm. you burn up a lot of adrenaline. Um, and you absolutely don't want to be out drinking the night before. Right. So Molly heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut to three days. Unfortunately, it was on a day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I think it was after some huge dance party or something. So awesome. Molly had been out all night and um, they've gone up in the plane and he said he was feeling quite good about it. A bit like what you were saying before. Look yeah. at the pretty clouds. It was at night time as well. So the stars were out and he great. was looking down. He's like, this is great. This Brilliant. is great. And he said it was all going really well until they got to kind of the jumping altitude yeah. and they opened the door and then the wind starts rushing in <laughs> thing, and all of a sudden people are scrambling for the exit yeah. and he sees guys like jumping out and that's when he was like, oh, hang on, I'm having second thoughts about this. Oh, no. But he can't signal to the guy and they just go out together and he says that he feels like he screamed the whole way down. He's not sure how long the descent was, but he said even when they threw the shoot up, he was still screaming. Yeah. Then not only that, but lands into a stadium filled with say like 20,000 people all like screaming and clapping and so... He undid his harness and he was standing there and he's shaking and he's looking around and there's this big guy on the boundary line drinking a beer and he's like, Molly, you need a drink? And so he ripped off all his harnesses and just ran over, grabbed this guy's beer, sculled it and then staggered off and no one saw him again for the rest of the night. <laughs> Great entrance. Oh, that's an awesome entrance. Yeah, it's excellent. I wish Molly was a wrestler. That would be the best wrestler in entrance. What would he be called? Uh... Uh, what would Molly Meldrum be called if you Captain Forgetful. Captain. <laughs> and you know, like, you know, we always used to say, do yourself a favour. Yeah. Should be number one. That would definitely be a catchphrase. Yeah, that, totally. Yeah. Totally like The Rock. He would he would pause before yeah. he got to the word favourite and the crowd would shout out, favour! <laughs> definitely. We, he's funny, Molly, because he kind of, I don't know, we, we sort of missed the Countdown era, sort of, didn't we? Do I you do. remember Countdown? Yeah, I do remember Countdown. I, I just like, remember Molly the Meldrum like, is a hero of mine. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, uh, I've spoken to you about this before, but Molly Meldrum, he, uh, he was just a real pioneer. Like when I was growing up in the country, I had two TV channels. We had, uh, so we had Molly hosting Countdown. I remember Johnny Young hosting Young Talent Time. And that was kind of like what you saw, you know? Yeah. So I remember growing up with Molly and I think he's a real hero to be like an out gay man back in that era yeah. and to have such a long, he's been on Australian TV since Australian TV started. Yeah. But it's the, amazing. But the, that's a, the appeal though about Molly is that he appeals to kind of like really kind of butch, straight, like mainstream Australian guys as much as kind of all the fringe elements as well. He's one of those kind of guys who, I, a Teflon a bit, like it, even like people make fun of Daryl Summers for kind of his yeah. awkwardness and how bad he can be as a presenter. But with Molly, it just makes him more adorable. I know. That, that is a destructive um, thing, though, because if people love that you, you're drunk and forgetful, like, it is a real easy excuse just to be drunk and forgetful. <laughs> yeah, you're Like, right. you'll be like, that's awesome. What gives, a great thing to be known for. Because of the license. Yeah, because yeah. he told me once um, uh, that he once went to the wrong wedding. And uh, so he rocked up at this church to what he thought was his friend's wedding. And then about halfway through, he's realized, oh, hang on. <laughs> I don't know anyone here. <laughs> this is the wrong wedding. But by that stage, everyone's copped that he's there. And I'm like, Molly Meldrum's here. Nice Molly. This is really cool, right? So he ended up, he stayed and made a speech at the a reception. Oh, you're kidding. No. And he didn't even know who it was. No, it was. Got That's to know brilliant. Him. Imagine that, though. You get married and you're like, oh, what do you remember about your wedding day? It was the most romantic day of your life? Molly was there. <laughs> No, you know, no one knew him. You know, if you told the last two anecdotes, that one and the skydiving one, if I just told you that and didn't tell you who it was about, you could say it was like a Steve Carell movie yeah. or something. Like, it is such, <laughs> it's such perfect fodder for a film like that, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's, um, he's cool, Molly. Well, like well, my dad used to be Molly's dentist for quite a few years. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny because when I first met Molly, you know, it was probably about 20 years after my dad had died and... You know what, Molly's reputation of being Mr. Forgetful and everything. Yeah. And I was talking to him and I said, look, uh, you probably don't remember this. About 20 years ago, there was a dentist um, that was my dad and he used to look after him. He's going, oh yeah, Norman Clausen, St. Kilda supporter. And started reeling <laughs> off like, 
It was so amazing. This is a guy who then subsequently would forget my name, yeah. even though we've been introduced a hundred times, but he knew all this information about something from 20 years ago. Mm, yeah. It's your short-term memory that goes first. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You've got, still got some facts locked in from back then uh, when the brain still had a chance. <laughs> hey, um, I wanted to ask you about something. Yes. Uh, which was, um, we've been talking a lot recently, the two of us, about the Avengers oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. And you have some worries about the Avengers movie. Yeah, I just don't think it can work. Why? All right. So, okay, for people who don't know, the Avengers is like, um, they're, they're, they are the superheroes of the Marvel Universe. So mm. they're like the top-line heroes of the Marvel Universe. What's so, the difference between the Marvel Universe and, and the DC? DC Universe. Um, I'm probably not the best person to answer. Justin Hamilton would be yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, I'm not this. looking for you. But for, for, my, at home. My, yeah. for people at home. So the, the, there are two main comic books, two sort of um, uh, big titles, and that's DC, which is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And they're sort of a bit more traditional. They started earlier in like the 30s and 40s, and they're, they're not as kind of sci-fi and kind of, you know, um, uh, high concept as yeah. Marvel. Marvel started in the 60s. That's like Spider-Man, the X-Men, Captain America... And they tend to be a bit more progressive. Okay. Like they used, they, they were the first ones to use heroes who are like uh, normal people. Like Superman is an extraordinary alien. Bruce Wayne's a millionaire. But they would take like Peter Parker, who is your normal high school student, and turn yeah. him into a superhero. Radioactive spider. That's right. Yeah. So that you agree? Okay. So that's that's the two universes. So the Avengers are like they're the. Um, I was gonna I was gonna compare it to the Justice League, but then realized that's a. Terrible comparison. <laughs> I'm going to compare you to do something that you don't know about. Exactly. But in the other one. So the Avengers, are, they are the top flight heroes in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, great. So and they, they form a gang. And they form a gang yeah. and to battle evil. They're like yeah. the, the, the UN of superheroes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. We don't really have an equivalent. There's not a human, like, there's not a, no. there's not an, a force of special people who battle on behalf of the Earth. We don't have that. Like, I mean, there is no direct comparison. Like, no, you, know, you don't say they're like the UN because they're not like the UN because we don't have on our planet, we've never got together and gone, hey... In case aliens, um, you know, get together, who are our greatest fighters? Like, yeah, right. you know what I mean, like we could form it. What if about now? We like we need to get like I don't know who are the best. What about Rudd's Rudd's one hundred? Oh, the the twenty twenty something. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't wasn't that like Australia's Avengers? They got the best of the best. Yeah, I guess so. But they just sat around and like um, like the Avengers didn't sit around and just come up with ideas and put them on butcher's paper. No, but just say at the 2020 summit that yeah. there was an alien invasion coincided yeah. with that day. Yeah. Get me Kate Blanchett. Yeah. They would, they would have been the ones to, to lead the battle if it happened on that particular day. No way, man. You need like an elite fighters. You know, we need like um, whoever the best Australian... Like but they're not Green all fighters in the Avengers, and... are they? They're not all fighters. Well, run us through who's in the Avengers. Oh, fuck. Well, all right. So Captain America, yeah, yeah definite fighter, ex-soldier. He's a fighter, ex-soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man, is he a fighter? Definitely. He's more of a tactician Yeah, but he loves guy. to fight. Like, when he's Iron Man, he's fighting. He's okay. just shooting rockets. And uh, Thor, God of Thunder. Yeah, I've never understood that. Do you, understand, no, do you know what the Thor story is? No, hasn't it changed a couple of times? Yeah. I only know the, the new Thor. Well, I mean, based on Norse mythology, Thor yeah. is uh, the son of Odin, yeah. who is God, yeah. and he's half-human, half God, is that right? Or am I mixing that up with... The transsexuals. No, I'm mixing that up with uh, uh, Clash of the Titans, maybe. I don't uh, know. But th- I'm pretty. But Thor is a, a god who's been cast on to the model plane. Yeah. But in the comic... But that's a bit weird in the, in the context of the comic book. Why is that? Well, because like everyone else is kind of at least... Like, you know, Iron Man's just a rich dude who made a costume. Yeah. And then one of the other dudes he's hanging out with is a fallen god. Well, hang on. Don't you think that's a weird group of people? No, in a universe that has like mutants and like wizards and 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 radioactive spiders, mm. and I don't think it's that weird to have no. a god amongst us. Oh, no, I don't. Think it's, well, yeah, I do still. Okay. For some reason, I'm willing to buy it's, a radioactive it, spider. That sounds like something that could happen. I, like you know, and if a man, if a really rich guy, that's just the atheist in you. Yeah. If 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 Jamie Packer like decided that he was going to spend all his money like becoming an ultimate fighting warrior with like a, a flying iron suit, yeah, I would go, oh yeah, all right, that's something that can happen. So you honestly believe there's more chance of someone being bitten by a radioactive spider and developing superpowers than there is of being a god? Definitely, definitely, I believe that that's more chance of that happening. Really? I'm surprised if it hasn't happened already. Someone's been bitten by a radioactive spider and developed some sort of superpower. I would like, I mean, I do think that is more realistic. I think Spider-Man is more realistic. I think that Iron Man is definitely more than realistic Thor. than Thor. Thor just seems weird. But you could extrapolate because you could say something like, all right, well, 
let's not follow the Christian mode of what God is. Yeah. This is Norse mythology. Yeah. And they, what they were saying, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I might be wrong on this, yeah. but there is a, a, a race of beings that are a plane above us. So they could be, it could be an interdimensional plane as opposed to heaven. Yeah. Do you believe in dimensions? Do you believe there could be other dimensions and that someone could enter our dimension? I guess so, but it seems weird to me it's a Norse god. Yeah, that is mean? weird. I mean, in the Marvel Universe, it is weird that they've got these original characters and then they just... It's like, why wasn't it Jesus Christ? Yeah. Or Buddha? Yeah. You know? Super Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have got Sarah McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> Super Jesus. Imagine that. If, if, you did, if there was a hero called Super Jesus, and it was like Jesus, could yeah. do all the miracles and walk on water, but he also kicked ass. Right? Yeah. And, um, and, but then like there was an emergency where you really needed super Jesus, like the antichrist had risen and yeah, like, yeah. there was a job for super Jesus yeah. and you accidentally sent the work experience <laughs> <laughs> and he rang the wrong super Jesus, yeah. but you're like, it's okay. He's like, I've, I know, I've, I've organized it. Super Jesus is going to be there. This big thing, the big fight we're having in town square and everyone's there and out comes the antichrist ready to fight super Jesus and now yeah. comes Sarah McLeod. But we, and you'd be saying the work experience get afterwards like. Honestly, it was a global crisis. You had the choice of resurrecting the Son of God or a moderately successful Australian band from the late 90s, and you thought, that's what we needed? They were cheaper. <laughs> I rang around for a quote. The real Super Jesus, he doesn't work cheap. It was Sunday. It's very hard to get him on a Sunday. Uh, so, the Avengers. Mm, okay. okay. So the reason we've been talking about this is because they're making an Avengers movie. Yeah, right. Which they've been setting up. People might have seen... At the end of Hulk, or at the end of... At the end of Iron Man, they find Iron Thor's Man. hammer. Yeah. At the end of Hulk, they bring in Iron Man? Mm, yeah, 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 that's right. Man. Tony yeah. Stark to say, hey, you know, yeah. you need to control. Yeah. But I think in the comic books, and, you know, jump in any time you want, but um, the Avengers is kind of, is it organised by the government? Like, it's sort of like a secret element of the yeah, US government. Right. Shield. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's who, uh, that's who Samuel L. Jackson is yeah, playing that's in the right. film. Yeah. Is Nick Fury, head of that's the right. shield. So it's, a, it's kind of like a black ops operation. Yeah. So all these superheroes are appearing around the planet, so they're going to gather them together and say, look, dudes, we're going to give you license to you know, uh, do what you need to do, but what is it? You, are they, do they answer to anyone, the Avengers? They must. No, they kind of do, I guess. There's, a, there's an implicit agreement rather than... Is Captain America the captain of the Avengers? Um, unofficial leader. I think unofficial leader. I think like football. He's the Jack. Have... He's the Jack from Lost. Yeah, definitely. Like he's the natural leader, but he's mm -hmm. conflicted, Captain America. And the other thing is that I think that it's a bit like football teams these days. There's a leadership group. Yeah, right. You know, like I so mean... Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, Captain America. Yeah, they would sort of confer on something. The Hulk is yeah. muscle, and they would both definitely have like other, you know ideas that, you know, butt heads against it. And it does, like, it does they're bring both A-type personalities. And it does bring up your earlier point that, so those guys conferring, but then Thor would be like, hey, listen guys, yeah. I like your opinion, yeah. but you're like insects yeah. to me because I am some god. god. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a god. That wins any you argument, doesn't it? think you're a god, it? but I am a god. Any argument you're having with your friends over anything, if you're actually part god, yeah. you know, it's like, what should we go see tonight? It's like, well, I want to see Toy Story 3, I want yeah. to see Inception, well, I am part god. Yeah, I'm part god. So, you, so this universe wouldn't even be here. Let's just play a little game. Let's all stand in line, <laughs> and then everyone who is part god step forward. Oh, just me! <laughs> Okay, I guess it's my choice again. I guess we're saying Toy Story 3. <laughs> Toy Story 3. I cry. It makes a god cry about two-thirds of the way through. A god can't help but well it up a little bit. <laughs> All right, so... So you got Thor. So we've got Thor, Iron Man, Captain yep. America, the Hulk. Yeah. Bruce Banner. Yeah. I don't quite understand how they... Because isn't the Hulk uncontrollable once he hulks up? Uh, yeah, but I think, isn't there, like, I mean, the, the, the idea is that, like, there's some sort of control that, like, it gets established as he goes on. You know, that's the whole battle of the Hulk, isn't it? His constant try need to try and control himself when he's the Hulk. He, no, I think his constant battle is avoiding shitty film versions of his <laughs> story. Man, it's such a good story, Hulk, and I don't know why they haven't, it's because they haven't it, nailed it. It's because visually it doesn't work when you try and make a Hulk for real. I think on the page it works really well, but there's no way, not yet, maybe James Cameron will be able to do it in 10 years' time, where you, I think you can physically recreate the Hulk and have it seem like that force of destruction that he is in the comic books. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, in that Ang Lee film, um, the, it'll look pretty... That art, like, that art House movie. It wasn't Ang, was it Ang Lee? Yeah, it was Ang Lee. It was Ang Lee. But it's so it? Art House. I quite like that film, yeah. but not as a Hulk story, but as a, as a film, because they totally recreate the, the experience of reading a comic book, the way they move the panels around yeah, that's and everything right. like that. But 
as far as like a, just smash things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like when that film came out, that's when they brought out those Hulk hands yeah. and it was such a misrepresentation of what the film was. Because <laughs> all you want to do with those Hulk hands is yeah. just punch things. Yeah. But yeah, you're actually meant to take them to independent theater yeah. <laughs> and wave them in the air and stuff. No, all they're good for is just doing the wanking motion because that's what you felt when you saw the films. Like, come off it, eh? Like that, yeah. What did that thing? That... Would the Hulk wank? Uh, in keeping with our superhero bodily fluids thing from yeah. episode one. Yeah. I mean, but the Hulk's a real thing. No, because he's motivated by rage. Have you yeah. ever wanked angry? Uh, no, but I fucked angry, so I don't know if it's like it's too much of an you know extinction to like uh, you know imply that you would wank angry. I guess the I guess the question. <laughs> I hate me so much. <laughs> I guess the question you have to ask is uh, why he have to be he'd have to be aroused and angry at yeah. the same time. So maybe if so Betty, his betrothed, yeah. Jennifer Connelly in the first film, with Tyler in the second. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they had been out on a date. Yeah. And he thought that they were going to have sex that night. Yeah. And then she sort of said, oh, do we have to? We just ate so much dinner and I promise on the weekend. And then they get to a bit of an argument yeah. and he makes some snide comment about her father. And then she snaps back about how, you know, we were always so, you know, quiet and meek. And then he storms out and then he gets really angry and hocks up. Yeah. Is the first thing he does, he goes back in and fucks her. Um, no, uh, let's, can we not go there? That's too gross to get the right. Okay. This is what happens. Can, can this be what happens? Okay. Right. Um, so my Hulk rape theory is just too distasteful for the podcast. <laughs> it is. Right. I don't like it. He, but uh, close. <laughs> They've come home after this really good date, right? It's awesome. Yeah. She's like, I'm so into you, Bruce. You are the hottest ever. I love you so much. Um, go and brush your teeth <laughs> and then come back to bed. Okay. And he goes into the, and, and I'll be waiting ready for you to ravish me. Yeah, okay. That's what uh, I better. want. Yeah, as soon as you come back in, I want you to immediately ravish me. That is my fantasy. Yeah. I love you so much. Yeah. And then he goes into the bathroom to brush his teeth and there's no toothpaste <laughs> and <laughs> he gets so angry that he can't brush his teeth that he hocks up. Yeah, he right? hocks up. He hocks up. Then goes back into the other bedroom and thinks, well, what, Mia? Yeah. I don't know if he... So he's got an erection. Yeah. And so he just jacks off. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's into him, isn't she? Uh... Well, I was going to say, because is she asleep or awake? So he comes back and she's asleep. No, no she was awake in my... Somewhere. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I got confused. Oh, no, right. I thought they were going to have sex. And then I remember we weren't talking about that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we even talking oh, about no. anymore? You're asking why would that would oh, the Hulk I would wonder if a Hulk would wank. I, well, I and mean, what I'm saying is there would have to be a, a reason before he hulked up because it, it's got to be triggered because the Hulk is very sort of, um, uh, he gets blinkers on. Like, okay. you know, he hulks up because he's angry at one thing yeah. or, you know, he's been harassed by a helicopter or whatever and he hulks up and he attacks the helicopter. So, <gasps> okay, <laughs> here's what happens. Right. I read once about these um, Amazon, uh, like if you go in the, like the Amazon River or whatever, there's these things can, that can uh, the go fish, up the eye of your penis. penis. Right, okay. and the only way that you can get yes. those out is to masturbate. Yes, right. right. So okay. the Hulk, yeah, is <laughs> on a river cruise. No, yeah. no, Bruce Banner yeah. is on a river cruise yeah. with uh, uh, yeah. what's her name, Betty. Yeah, Betty. Yeah, and so they're on a river cruise. Yeah, and he's having a way over the edge. Yeah, and then one of these little fish comes up and up goes the stream into the stream of his urine. Of his urine. Yeah, and being a scientist, yeah, he knows that the only way he's like, quick, Betty, hit me in the face. <laughs> She's like, why? We don't have time, woman. Slap me in the face. She's like, Bruce, is this some kinky thing? You've got your dick in your hand. Just do it. <laughs> tell, me how, tell me how big your ex-boyfriend's dick is. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, too, because, like, he has to get mad to Hulk up. Like, I mean, surely... You could just... You'd immediately get mad if some fish ran up your dick. <laughs> Did you get mad? Or I get mad. freaked out. I don't I know if mad I'd is the right emotion. Be mad at that fish. Is that an? All right. Yeah. Would you be angry if there was a fish in? My I'd be car? terrified. I think. Yeah. Well, that I, I'm able to uh, have a, a similar emotion, different emotions at the same time. All right. So the whole. So I'd be it's not just about and anger. Bad. So it's just about adrenaline. Yeah. His adrenaline starts pumping. That's yeah. right. Because you can't make love or anything, can you? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we go. So, okay. Right. So. Um, so yeah. He, so then he needed a masturbate. <laughs> To get these fish out. But I don't think... Is that what they say yeah. about those fish? If yeah. you get one, you've got to jack off you've immediately. You've got to jack off, yeah. That is true. I'm not making that up. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's true. Why? 
Because I, I think that it's... It, I mean, there's got to be other things. How else are you getting a fish out of your dick, dude? Um, you urin- can't put... U- urinate? They, they swim through water. They love water. They're fish. What, so what happens when the... So the semen comes at the... Like, like it blocks up enough, like a pop gun. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots them out, like a pop gun. Look, I don't want to question your uh, medical training. No, I don't I... think... Should... No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to Google okay, it well, because he... it's so no, ridiculous. Google it. No. Google it. Google it. All right. I believe that when one of these tiny um, fish goes up the eye of your dick, there is no way to get them out other than masturbate. Because you can't, like, put bait a hook... And dangle it in front of the eye of your knob. Yeah, you I, know. I just don't think that. I don't think. I don't think that would be medically sound. Like, wouldn't they say? Wouldn't it be more along the Why lines would they of tie? Because I've heard the same story about the same fish, but I never heard the part about you have to jack off to get it out of your. Oh, you are making no, it up. Maybe I did make it. Yeah, up. you are. I don't think I did. No, because there's a there's a film. Um, Anaconda. Mm. Where they shoot I know the fish a, out of a dick. No, I know it's a documentary. I can't remember. And no, but they did Anaconda. No, there is a bit where John Voigt, he's talking to Owen Wilson and he's saying, he tells him not to go swimming in this river because yeah. they, these fish come in, they've got spikes and they, only work, they, they have to cut it out. Yeah, but that's for a movie. This is like me telling you. Look Real at life. Google. Okay, all right. Fishing dick. Okay, all right. What are you Googling? What, what words? What key words? Uh, what, what do you think we'll find it? Fish and dick? Uh, di- dick fish. Dick fish? Oh, that might get us to an area we fish. don't want to go to on the internet. <laughs> dick. Oh, dick fish. All right, fish and dick. Yeah, fish and dick. Fish and dick. Yeah, here we go. Right. Uh, no, we've gone. We've gone to Will Derek William Derek William Dick, better known as Fish on no. Wikipedia. Hang on, just give me a couple of seconds. Talk about something else. All right. Fish swims in penis. It's a YouTube video. Oh. Fish found in boy's penis. From the Courier Mail, a two-centimetre fish apparently found its way into the penis of a 14-year-old boy from India in a bizarre medical case. Should we read that? Yeah, let's read it. Maybe that's the one. Let's see if we can find out. All right. If, and I haven't read the article yet. Run through it. It finishes with, like, a doctor saying, if only the boy had masturbated, <laughs> then you have indicated. Anything right. else remains no, no. unproven. Well, let's just say. Okay. A two-centimetre long fish apparently found its way into the penis of a 14-year-old boy from India in a bizarre medical case. Mm-hmm. The patient... Not in one of those, I was in the shower and I slipped on a fish. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a sauce bottle. Uh, I don't know how this gerbil... Yeah. <laughs> the young boy known to his friends as Actually, you know what? Fish Fucker Williams. We don't know that. That's the first line, so we'll, right. we'll see. We'll wait and see. The patient was admitted to hospital with complaints of pain, dribbling urine, and an acute urine, urinary retention span of the 24, over a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. According to the boy, the fish slipped into his penis while he was cleaning his aquarium at home. Ooh. Okay. So Ooh. <laughs> the plot thickens. Ooh. Why the... did he have his cock out when he was cleaning his there aquarium? There are two doctors they're quoting here, Will, so let's see. Professor Vez Haventhan and Professor Jerry Yaraman who treated the boy and later wrote a paper on the case, explained, while he was cleaning the fish tank in his house, he was holding a fish in his hand and went to the toilet for passing urine. When he was passing the urine, the fish slipped from his hand and entered his urethra, and then he developed all these symptoms. After detecting the fish in the boy's bladder... Oh! Fuck, it's... So it was a salmon, because it obviously swam upstream. (laughs) The two professors used a technique known as cistuar... Oh, fuck. It's just a big word. Mm. To insert a special set of forceps down the patient's penis. Nothing so far, you'll notice, about masturbating. No, but I think this is a different case. Unfortunately, the fish was just too slippery to grip. So they resorted to using a rigid... Oh, my God. Urethrous... A a, a thing they put up your penis with a tool attached to it that is normally used for removing bladder stones. Mm. The fish the urologist removed, yeah. which practical fish keeping believes to be a small member of the better genus, remind me never to fucking go swimming with a yeah. better fish, measured two centimetres long and 1.5 centimetres wide. Ooh. He was later admitted into counselling to help overcome any trauma. Yeah, no shit. No amount of fucking counselling is getting me over that. Good though, it would be funny, Like, and I'm not saying I wish this upon anyone, but how good would it be if you are having a wee and a fish came out? I don't know. I'd be excited about that if I started shooting fish from my body. Really? Yeah, definitely. No, I think... I'd be into that. I I could be a superhero. I could be... Fish dick. Fish dick. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's a good thing people have been calling you that for years already. (laughs) 
No, I think that would be... Okay, oh, what if you had uh, a, a, a fish in your dick? Yeah. And then you had sex with somebody. And they laid right. eggs in there. Would they... Could they have a fish, half part fish, part baby? Uh, I'm like going to say no. Is that how Aquaman <laughs> came about? Is that the story of Aquaman? Don't think that... What is the story of Aquaman? We are getting... Avengers, okay. No, <laughs> wait, I want to know about these... these uh, did, you, did you not find anything else on the dick fish? Because this oh, is a real thing. Put like... Um, Fish in eye of penis masturbation. Yeah, okay. Fish in eye... I, can I just say in penis? Fish in penis masturbation. masturbation. Okay, right. sure. I, I, I just... I believe this to be true, and I'm, I'm a bit sad that my mind would have made this up if it uh, isn't true. No, I mean... I, okay. <laughs> the terrifying toothfish... Urethral masturbation... Da, 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 okay, maybe this is it. From right. a website called... Fishy? Do you have a fish in your dick.com? Oh my god. I, I unfortunately just got to the next entry, which is from the website steadyhealth.com. Yeah. Someone is asking about a fishy smell coming from the pre cum in their penis. Is ah. this an STD? Ah. Oh. oh, and then below that, there's a follow up question. Why does my penis always smell like fish? Because oh. you're a dirty fish bugger. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh. Why does my penis always smell like fish? Because you're cleaning your aquarium in the nude. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Okay, hang on. Uh, uh, okay, so this is the terrifying toothpick fish. Yeah. And this is from a website called Damn Interesting. Okay, this is the fish you're talking about. Uh, they're just going through what it looks like. There are many troubling stories regarding human run-ins with this fish, although until recent years they were not given much credence by the medical community. It is not uncommon for people swimming or bathing in the river to urinate in the water an action which creates tiny water currents that are rich in urea and ammonia. It seems that this tiny, slender catfish cannot always distinguish a urinating human from an exhaling fish gill and on occasion will attempt its trademark high-speed attack on some unfortunate soul. Silvio Barbosa was one such soul. He was swimming in the Amazon River when he he went head-to-head with this tiny parasite. Quote, I felt like urinating. I stood up. And then that's when it attacked me. It attacked me. All right, we heard you the first time. <laughs> when I, uh, s- I find a fish in the eye of my cock, I've been repeating that a couple of times. It attacked me! When I saw it, I was terrified. Terrified, not angry. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah. I grabbed it quickly so it couldn't go deeper inside. Oh my God, so it's ah. hanging on to the tail of the fish. Oh no. I could only see the end of its tail flapping. Oh no. I tried to grab it, but it slipped away from me and it went in. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. Which is... I imagine where he starts crying in the interview. I was very afraid because this fish bites. When the it's called the kandiru, kandiru. When the kandiru successfully invades a human, it proceeds exactly as it would in a fish. After entering the misidentified orifice, it quickly. That's not a term that you need to hear that often. <laughs> misidentified orifice. Is that Mark Latham? It's rare that that's when something's gone well. <laughs> Okay, after entering the misidentified orifice, it quickly wriggles its way as far as possible, often accompanied by the victim's frantic attempts to grip the slippery, mucus-coated tail. In the unlikely event that the panicked victim manages to grasp the fish with its backwards-pointing barbs... Oh, so once it's in your urethra, yeah. and you've got to understand, this is not like a vagina we're talking about. No. Like, I imagine the uh, urethra of the penis is... Thinner than a straw, thinner than like it's not. I mean, My, t- mine's like a fire hose. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <laughs> is that from all the docking you've done? In your time? <laughs> uh, docking, uh, for those who don't know, yeah. I'll just look it up in a yeah, dictionary. Up, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right. In the unlikely event that the panic victim manages to grasp the fish, its backwards pointing barbs would cause excruciating pain at each pull. And bring a quick end to the dramatic tug of war. So what it's saying is, if you trample this thing out, it's tearing your penis apart from the inside. Okay. It's not, we're not done yet. This is just the entree. Once inside, the parasite inches its way up the urethra to the nearest blood-gorged membrane. It's like the Great Escape. <laughs> it's brilliant. It gets on a 1945 Harley-Davidson and jumps your testicles into your bladder. No. Uh, so it goes to the nearest blood-gorged membrane, extends its spines to the surrounding tissue, and starts feasting. Feasting? That's a bit emotive. A little cock feast. <laughs> <laughs> For the Kandiru, this misguided journey is a one-way trip. 
Oh, it happens every time, doesn't it? Our own greed leads us to death inside a penis. <laughs> it's a one-way trip. Its bloody banquet leaves it too swollen to escape. This is a perfect metaphor for something. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can work out what, please hit us up on the web <laughs> Let us know. The only, retali- the only known retaliation against the invader is delicate and expensive surgery. Mm. Nothing about masturbation. Oh, well, okay. or failing that, a folk remedy which combines two herbs to very slowly kill and dissolve the fish. <laughs> it's 11 secret herbs and spices. <laughs> all you have to do is wave some KFC all over your groin. <laughs> they say that's a folk remedy, so... Even the most primitive remedy does not involve masturbation. Was there any... Well, why did that come up when you typed in masturbation? Was there no reference to masturbation? Oh, I, haven't fin- I haven't finished yet. I haven't finished okay. yet. Okay, so the folk remedy... So you can pour eleven herbs and spices down your yeah. penis to dissolve and kill it. Silvio was fortunate enough to have access to modern medical facilities, though he opted to masturbate. No, I'm making that up. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was so... Like, <laughs> you the look on your face. Oh, I was like... My moment. I've known something. No, I wait. could write. I could write the shit on little juice bottle lids. I know facts. There's two paragraphs to go, so you may oh be God. right. You got two oh. paragraphs, and not to be an idiot. Yeah. Okay. So he had enough access to modern facilities, though he had to endure three days of profound agony before the fish was extracted by an awestruck urogenital surgeon. You don't want to hear that about your doctor that he's awestruck yeah. for any kind of surgery, do you? Uh, although, like, it would we'd be pretty rare. So penis, it's a good day if you're like a cock surgeon. Post penis enlargement, that's when I want an or like an awe-inspired doctor. Is this, like, this is the greatest work. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> I, I can just imagine your doctor there with your penis, but like Frankenstein, like he's up <laughs> in the middle of like he's waiting, waiting for, for lightning to strike. <laughs> It's alive! 1.21 gigacocks! <laughs> wrong, par- wrong genre, but, you know, same mad scientist. Okay, there's two paragraphs to go. I haven't read ahead. Maybe, maybe you'll pull something from the ashes. Silvio's incident was the first, first officially confirmed report of a Kandiru attacking a human, but such leg-crossingly horrific tales have haunted the region for generations. According to legend, many men chose castration as an alternative to a slow, excruciating death before surgery was an option. So again, even in most primitive uh, terms, no one ever off. thought jacking. Rather people than, cut off their cock rather yeah. than masturbate. Though such brushes with the Kandiru are exceedingly rare in statistical terms, it is wise to heed the advice of the locals and avoid urinating in the Amazon River at all costs. Sounds like a lie made up to stop fucking tourists from pissing in the Amazon River. That is exactly what it is. There is no such thing as this fish. There is no such thing as that Don't fish. piss in the river or no. a fish... Will swim up your urine into your cock and you'll have to have it cut off. And it will eat till it explodes or you cut it off. It is essentially their equivalent of don't sit on the cold concrete, you'll get pies. Yeah, totally. Don't, don't sit s- too close to the television. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Hor- horrifying, but perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. <laughs> that didn't get me to do pretty much anything. <laughs> you haven't cleaned your room. If you don't clean your room, <laughs> a fish. A fish. <laughs> uh, so, no, the Hulk. Um, that that scenario, that scenario would work if Bruce Banner had been set, fed the same misinformation as you. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, that could happen. That could happen. Um, he, yeah. He, he, Although he is a scientist. Yeah. Well, you know. It's and I'm not a scientist. I managed to disprove your theory within about five minutes on Google. I don't know. You disproved it yet, but uh, I, I I will concede that we haven't found anything to prove my theory. If anyone can back Will up, just hit us up on Twitter. Well, it seems like no one's tried it. Yeah. And that's what they should do at least. I would try it. Maybe it like you could shoot it out. Jackass. Okay, here's well, there's a new question. Jackass film coming out. <laughs> Maybe I'm not saying, but it's can, 3D. Can I um, uh, ask you another question? Sure. Superhero related. Oh yeah. Um, Spider Man. Okay. Does Spider Man? Because I understand that he wears his suit under his regular clothes. Right, that's yeah, kind of the yeah, conceit yeah, of Spider-Man, yeah, right? Yeah. That he's always got the suit on, yeah, and under his clothes, and he just puts the hood on and takes off. Yeah. But when you see him rock up to like fight the Green Goblin or whatever, he doesn't like have a man bag. Yes. Yeah, so like, his clothes going. Where is the clothes? Yeah. I, oh, I think actually I've seen it. I think he makes a little spider web pouch, so he gets them just in an alleyway, makes yeah. a little pouch, puts them in there, goes off, comes back. 
So he always goes back? Yeah, I think so. It's a boring bit of his night, isn't it? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's had this awesome time, like, fighting, you know, super villains and, like, hanging upside down and passion hot chicks yeah, and yeah. all the things that Spidey gets up to, coming up with good quips about stuff. And then he has a traipse back around the city. Yeah, where are his shoes? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, hoping no homeless person's come and grabbed his, uh, grabbed his stuff. I reckon yeah. he would just, he'd just shop at Dimmies. He would just buy, like, ten but, pairs but of the same jeans. his wallet to... and stuff. Ah, oh, that'd be annoying, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, Definitely. you'd have to put it somewhere safe because he's, like, there's no, like, that Spider-Man outfit, there's no, like, you can't, you never see him, oh, there's his wallet. What do you mean he has to put it somewhere safe? He'll suspend it six stories up, he's going to get it there. It'll be safe. Yeah, all right, but it'd be a hassle. And then he has to find his way back there to get it every time. Yeah. So You never you... see that in the movies. No, well, of course not. <laughs> like, it always just seems like, yeah, like, let's go off to do whatever we're doing next. Yeah. You never see him going back to get the stuff. You saw him go back to his apartment in the first one. Yeah. And then have to... But he doesn't leave the stuff at his apartment. No. Well, if he's leaving home, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's there. You just leave the shit at home. But if you're out and about when an emergency strikes, which is normally what happens for yeah. Spider-Man, you are dumping your clothes somewhere. Spider-Man is not in the Avengers, is he? Um, or an honorary. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a floating... Um, uh, membership. membership. I'm sure they bring people in like yeah. Punisher. Is he going to be in the movie, Spider-Man? I don't, he wasn't. No, no. Because what? Who they brought on stage? They um, they did a big announcement at the recent Comic Con about yeah. the Avengers, and they brought him to stage. Everyone so far who has had a film made about them, so Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Iron Man. Um, they brought out Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow from yeah. Iron Man Two. Um, then they started bringing out people that are currently making films. So they have Chris Hemsworth coming out as Thor. Cool. Um, they bring out... Mark um, Ruffalo? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, who's the new Bruce Banner. Yep. And then Jeremy Renner, who's Hawkeye, who I guess is the Green Arrow equivalent. Of yeah. Why do you need an archer in like a you superhero don't. when you've got guys who can shoot lasers out of their eyes and you stuff? Don't. Not when you've got a god. Can you imagine how little I know, embarrassing. Like Thor has? If Thor like wasn't, you know, respecting Tony Stark, yeah. then... Thor is going to give nothing to old Hawkeye. Old, old Hawkeye. I know what it's like to be Hawkeye. When I was uh, 14, um, do you remember that show around the twist? Yeah. It was a kid's show. It was a really good kid's show okay, based, on the, so. yeah, based on the Paul Jennings books. Mm, the and twist. they did a big open casting call at all these like schools in my area. And so um, this is before I'd ever done any acting. And so I sort of made it down through all these auditions to the final round. And the final round was a big group kind of um, uh, audition on a Saturday and they had like 20 kids who were down to the final, you know, eight roles or whatever. And we're all asked to come and prepare uh, like a piece. And I'd never, I wasn't like a showbiz kid or anything, never had any training or anything like that. How so old were you? I would have been 13, 13 yeah, or 14. Right, okay. And so um, I turn up thinking, because I've just been breezing through the early auditions because just reading from a script and I can yeah, do that. Probably. So um, we're meant to prepare like a little bit of, like a little one or two minute piece to present to kind of, you know, everyone there. And um, I didn't know anything about that so I um, memorised a poem by Pam Ayres by uh, Pam Ayres the delightful old lady little English lady who does the whimsical the, uh, oh. rhymes about toast and jam and things like that awesome so I memorised that so I turn up and I sit down and so there's like we're sitting in a semicircle and they've got the producer and the director and all the casting people sitting up there at a big table and so one by one each of the kids have to get up and do their tricks I very quickly realise how unprepared and unmatched I am for the people in this room. Like, we've got kids who have been doing dance and music from the age of, like, five. Like, this kid's they haven't out. seen a ditty yet, though. Oh, my God. So they're coming around and around the group, and, like, I'm seeing, like, this kid's just got up and done, like, the moonwalk, and some <laughs> other kid's got up and sung American Pie acoustically, and they get to me. And it's like, Charlie, what are you prepared? And it's like, um, I've prepared a poem by Pam Ayres. <laughs> I could see, like, their faces just, like, looking at each other, like, how does a 13-year-old know or care about Pam Ayres? And so I start to do my poem, and I'm like quickly realising that this is not up to standard. Like, Pam, Pam Ayres material isn't, uh, isn't working the room? No, no, no. And so I start getting nervous and then start forgetting the fucking poem and then have to go back to my chair and get the poem and finish it, like reading straight out of the fucking Pam Ayres book. Needless to say, I was not asked to come back after lunch. <laughs> But I can imagine that's how Hawkeye feels when he walks into the Avengers and there's like fucking Captain America, like super serum soldier. The Hulk, Iron Man is like, well, I shoot stuff pretty good yeah. with a form of uh, weaponry that's been outdated by 150 years. It's essentially like having a guy with a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Hawkeye. I mean, that's amazing. Like a character like Hawkeye. There's so many, so many better characters in the Marvel universe who aren't part of the Avengers. This, there's always a guy who gets dragged along into the group. He's like, like, like Joey Fatone. Joey he's Fatone. The Joey yeah, Fatone yeah, yeah. from Insync. Yeah. Like, there's always one that you're just like, wow, you are really the guy the uh, Joey Bishop from the Rat Pack. Is it Joey Bishop? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. You're just you're just lucky to be in good company. Yeah. Like you know, there's been crap cricketers in good teams, or yeah, crap footballers who've won like you know premierships in a good team and they're just lucky to be in the right but zone. generally that's about team ba- well team balance I guess and super yeah, that's what it is with super balance that's why the coach of the uh, the Avengers are coming out look uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people think Hawkeye really isn't earning his spot in like, the club <laughs> but uh, it's a real team balance issue yeah, just so. the others really step up when Hawkeye's around and then they interview Captain America it's like well look outside of the Avengers we know yeah. no one rates him but we rate him really highly yeah. and he's a, he's a required uh, he's it's a required member of the team he's yeah. a great, he's, all, all the young Avengers really respond really well to a lot of experience. Got, got great experience. Yeah. Uh, real professional, true professional. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't see a lot of the stuff that happens behind <laughs> the scenes at the Avengers. Constant hate on Avengers, like talkback boards or the fans getting on. Where stuff. is Hawkeye giving it up? <laughs> Well, the new Avengers, not surely, the old Avengers. Surely the Punisher is kicking around in the twos. He's got all forms of weaponry, modern, laser scoping. He shoots bullets, for God's sake. Why isn't he in the Avengers? It's a good point, though. Yeah. Like, when you're in the world of the Punisher, why do you need a fucking Hawkeye? Might be a salary cap issue. They might have budgetary problems, you yeah. know? The Avengers might only have a certain budget, and, you know... If you can pick up a good Hawkeye for basically, it's some, on veterans. No, I, I, you know what? I, I reckon it's something to something as lame as his girlfriend makes really good like chocolate cookies, yeah. and they're like, you know what? We could get rid of Hawkeye, but every Monday he yeah. brings in a batch of those cookies, and oh, they're man. so fucking. Good. What do we care? We're superheroes. Exactly. We're we're gonna, we're gonna god yeah. with this. Like a Thor. <laughs> he doesn't bring anything to the table. All he does is want. <laughs> I'm a god. Blah blah blah. I'm a god. Um. So, okay, so now we've established, it's yeah, only taken us are. 50 minutes to establish who the Avengers are. Yeah. But this is the reason why I think it can't work, yeah. is that um, they all have their own separate titles in the comic book. Yeah. And all of those titles are really different tones of film. Like, it's, the, it's like the equivalent, the, the example I was giving to you the other day, we were talking about it, was like, think of Richard Donner's Superman yeah. and think of Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Yeah. And then try putting those two two films together, and it doesn't work. Like there's no way for all those characters to sort of be true to themselves and be satisfying for kind of fans out there. I mean, maybe people who aren't fans, it could work if every character is taken down to say like you know sixty percent. Yeah. But I just don't understand how you can dedicate enough time to each character and have all the different tones. Like, but doesn't everyone in this is my argument? Doesn't everyone already know what they all do? And then it's just kind of like it's like a superhero, Ocean's Eleven. Like, everyone has a role. There's some big yeah. thing that happens, and then they all just have to come together to fight this big thing, and they each use their individual skills. You know, Hulk smashes some shit, and Tony Stark like puts on the Iron Man suit and has a battle with someone. I, I guess it depends on the villain, because you know, it, it's got... I mean, one guy makes some biscuits. <laughs> Keeps everyone's morale up. That's right. Tell some jokes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess... I mean, when you think about Captain America, like, Tony Stark, his villains... They're not. They're all high tech. It's not like he he, yeah. he battles mystical kind of forces. No. And then you've got Captain America, and he's sort of rooted in World War Two, the Red Skull. It's kind yeah. of a, it's it's like a cyberpunk or kind of retro sort mm-hmm. of villainry. And then you've got um, Hulk, and he's on the run from the fucking government. You yeah. know, so like I don't know that those elements. And is there anyone who's got a mystical opponent? Well, we don't know anything about Hawkeye. Well, they're Thor, and then you've got a god amongst them. Yeah. So, what? So, are you going to be bringing in like what? What event could happen like that is going to encompass all those kind of genres? Aliens. Some sort. Of, it's Independence Day with like with you know, but with the Hulk and guys yeah. like that. I, here's the plot of the Avengers film for, for me: some alien thing yeah. comes to Earth to take over the Earth. Well, who is it from? Marvel? Would it be Galactic? Galactus. Maybe, yeah, maybe, but maybe they just invent someone. Like, yeah, it right. could be, like, you know, you need, you know, a kind of, you know, some, some sort of metaphor. Some clumsy metaphor for, yeah, that, for, for, that's me- right. for Mexicans. <laughs> some clumsy metaphor. Yeah. So some clumsy metaphor comes towards the Earth. Yeah, that's it. Right. the Earth. Yeah, yeah. And um, it turns out that its big thing is that um, it's polluted the water supply with tiny little fish that go up the cock. <laughs> right. 
Just and, waiting, are you listening? Yeah, and then eventually, what the um, Avengers discover through all their research and you know fighting off this thing is that the only way that they could fight it is to turn these little fish upon the actual you yeah, know, yeah the, the aliens the, the, the big metaphor. aliens yeah. yeah. So what happens is what they have to end up doing is they drop the Hulk in <laughs> <laughs> in a river stream and he has like thousands of the little fish yeah. go up into his Hulk cock, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he has to masturbate to shoot, shoot them back into all outer space. Those, uh, into outer space. And that's the finale of the movie. It's like, like it's essentially like Independence Day, except of, instead of being in like a, a spaceship with like, you know, um, you know, Will Smith and Bull Pullman. He's going to have the a giant <laughs> Hulk ejaculating. Giant Hulk ejaculating into the universe. Ejaculating shooting, alien fish. Ejaculating alien fish into a giant metaphor. Wow. That would be a great movie. Yeah, you're right. I don't know how, <laughs> how it couldn't work. Well, I think it would be something like that. I, if not exactly that plot. I don't... Yeah, I, I just got a feeling that plot isn't going to happen. I don't know what about it. It doesn't seem to work. Whether it's the fact that there's no, like, uh, first and second acts. Basically, your plot is the third act. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the rest is just building up to that. But don't you reckon that film, Mark Ruffalo, that's the easiest payday he's ever going to get. Yeah. Because he only has to be in, like... He's only he's only, he's only going to get twenty percent of screen time at the most, yeah. and even most of that time it's going to be CGI. CGI. Brilliant! It doesn't even have to turn up and do a voice for it. No voiceover. That's the easiest paycheck he's ever going to get. It is a pretty uh, easy gig. That's it's, it's it's interesting that no one can keep it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Or no one wants to keep it, or whatever it is. No, I think I think the 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 rumblings was that um, they didn't like Edward Norton. Apparently, he was what. Allegedly, he was very difficult on the last film. Insisted on recuts, and he's yeah. one of those. Well, he's an artist. Like he's one of those guys. Yeah, who, like, but it's you know, the Hulk, man. Like, yeah, no, I no, mean, no. what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? Turn into a fight club. Yeah, that would be <laughs> fucking awesome. If what? If, if if it was the plot of Fight Club, totally. That was the movie. Yeah, he started right? getting taken to underground fighting clubs, but he hulked up and smashed guys. I reckon that would be awesome. They, someone pointed out it's it's probably been around people spoken about it before, but Calvin and Hobbes is like a really good if you it's if you compare it to Fight Club, there's a lot of the same themes. Like oh, if God. you treat um, Hobbes as being the Tyler Durden character, yeah. and you read Calvin and Hobbes, it's just about this kind of like dysfunctional kid who imagines this this other personality who does all the bad things and liberates him and is like self motivated. It's, wow. it's really cool. It's like the guy who does the Garfield where he removes um, uh, Garfield from the comic strip, so it just becomes about John. <laughs> So it become, it's a really it's a really interesting comic book. It's about this guy who's constantly yelling at himself and being troubled by some presence that you never see. And doesn't like uh, doesn't like Mondays. Yeah. And no, 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 because there's no Lasagna. Garfield. Oh, he takes oh, everything out. He takes Garfield out of Garfield. <laughs> right, I thought you meant that he kept the... No, no, like, no, 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 the speech bubbles. He got rid of the cat. No. No, so he takes the whole thing. Yeah, so Garfield's <laughs> not there. It's just John ranting to himself. It's brilliant. Okay, speaking <laughs> of ranting, we've been ranting... But um, we've got anything to say to people listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. It's 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 it's, it's really warming our hearts. The fact that people actually aren't turning off. I actually my thought, heart cockles <laughs> are warmed. I, you. I, I have thought many a times after the discussions we've had that that'll be it. <laughs> That's it. We've done it. <laughs> no there would be some letter to, to somewhere that says why or oh, why or oh, why. I was, um, no, I've, I've been really. Pl- I love. I love it, and I love when people tell me about it. It's like of all the things I'm doing at the moment, I I love the people like this. Yeah, I, it's I, good. I, it also makes me judge them a little, <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. Thank you. All right, so uh, I'm Charlie Clawson. Um, Will Anderson. We'll see you next time.